We really got to get Tanner to put down a schedule of the national days because he's always the one that seems to know them. But I've got a bone to pick with whatever yesterday was because how was yesterday National Pie Day? Uh, yeah, that's weird. Is it like the last day that you can eat pie? Well, it can't be right because Christmas, right? Well, I mean, like based on Thanksgiving, you know, like. AJ McCall at VFX. This was right for, like naturally. If I had no experience whatsoever with school, just mm-hmm. never went to school, yeah, all right, pie this time of year, yeah, totally. But pie day is three point one four because we enjoy a good pun as much as the next country, mm-hmm. and that's the value, the short value of pie is three point one four. So it's March fourteenth. Yeah, that's what I thought. And then I read yesterday that it was National Pie Day, and I'm like, okay, wait, okay. So is it is is three one four like? International World, World Pie Day, World Pie Day, <laughs> West like, Coast Pie Day. West, where where is it? Western like, Hemisphere. Western Hemisphere Pie Day. I I don't I don't understand. I don't know, but that's what I was like. Wait, what, why would we need? Because look, ultimately, are you really upset that there's two pie days? No, no, of course not. But why 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 as a country did we sit down and go? Okay, so we got March 14th. Totally makes sense. 3.14 pie. It's like may the 4th be with you, right? Right. We love a good pun as much as the next person. Right. But also, because we're America, we want our own pie day. So, okay. Maybe. But, like, one... So, it was one, two, one. Yeah. Wait. Yesterday. Yes. One, one yeah, two, yeah. one. Because yeah, yeah. it was 12, one. So, one, two, three, four, one, four, one, five. Okay. So, one plus two is three. One. Maybe. I, so it's three point no one. I don't think there's any math in it. I, I, I just, I, I've never heard. Because the other thing that seals it when it's the national blank and blank day, so like national pizza day, mm-hmm. there were deals, mm-hmm. and I saw them. It's like, hey, it's national pizza day, so go here for a deal. I didn't see anything for pie day. I did not see a single thing. It was like, hey, come get a pie for whatever three point three point one four dollars. Yeah, three point one four dollars. Not a single thing. I, I just don't understand these national days confuse me because. I want to know who was the governing board that sat down and made them. Yeah, I don't know. And if so, why? And to go back to McCall's point, I believe 3.13, March 14th, 3.14, mm-hmm. I guess is, world, that'd be World Pie Day. I would, I would think, but is it, is, is pie 3.14 elsewhere? Is that still the same value, right? It's all still the same value? Yes. It's not like currency? No, it's. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to double check. Just wanted to double check here. <laughs> it's fair. Pie in Japan is actually March 16th. That's, the, yeah. No, I mean. No, it's 3.14. Okay. okay. Cool. Great. Well, I'm really glad. I asked that question. I was like, I regret asking that question. But it came out of my mouth and it's there. So. I guess the real question would be, do other countries have their own National Pie Day? Or are they less obnoxious about it? And they're just like, no, we got one. We're good. That would be the question. Do, do, it's a great uh, question. Yeah, you know, actually, to be to be honest, to backtrack even further, do other countries do like these ridiculous of days, like National Ranch Day and National Pizza Day? I'm Are sure, they like? I'm sure they don't do national. They probably do like National Balsamic Vinaigrette Day. Look, balsamic vinaigrette's amazing. Free and fire. Yeah. I love it. So good. <laughs> uh, I don't know that it's necessarily your dream job, but I, I I feel like I found a staff member you would like to add to your entourage when you hire everybody, McCall. Sick. And I need you to define, because I got this a little bit yesterday, how one becomes a professional organizer. Oh, nice. Apparently a friend of Apocalypse Planning is organization. 
Who would have figured? Uh, nobody. Know where things are, have space to put things. Like crazy, right? Yeah. AJ would call out VFX show. Of course, been topic of discussion this week about how I want to put together Apocalypse Kit and how to do that and what to get, et cetera, et cetera. And a friend of mine suggested that to start, I get a professional organizer to help me find and make use of the space that I have in my home yeah. to maximize it. And yeah. I said, whoa, 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 whoa. How does one become a professional organizer? Like, what is the transition from, like, obsessive to professional? And apparently it's a family friend that just started doing it. And I was like, okay, well, that explains it. But I still need to know, like, if you were to go out or Google, let's say you Google it. Mm -hmm. You went, where do I find a professional organizer? How do you make the transition to be the professional organizer? Funny you should ask, because I've interviewed somebody who was a professional organizer. I know that. They... Actually, you have to get certified for it. Like there's classes and things that you have to take in order to understand the way that things move. I don't know necessarily that it's like what it's based in. You know, I'm sure you can like niche down into, oh, I'm going to do more with like feng shui or the energy side of things or uh, you know, the, the aesthetic side of things. I think there's there's different markets for it. But yeah, it's uh I can't remember what the what what the organization organization's called but yeah they they had to go get they have to get organized they have to get like certified or whatever through the organization for organization um because i mean then then it i mean <laughs> there's a lot that goes into it based on their like price breakdown and stuff so right. that it's not yeah. like you're lowballing and then you're making it so that other people don't make the same amount of money, so you have a consistent rate across the board type of a thing. It's interesting. Yeah, well, I can't I can't be as snarky about it anymore because I was like, okay, uh, I said, there's two for me. I was like, there's two things I would I would like to see of theirs that would probably sell me on them being freshly organized. I said the first one's a sock drawer. Mm-hmm. How organized a sock drawer? Do they actually put stuff in places? Do they not do the tuck in because that's bad for the elastic? Because I do that, but it's bad for the elastic. And then Tupperware, because I cannot tell you how many times we've said, we're going to organize it. We do. You do one load of dishes, and all of a sudden you're like, where did all of this? St-? And you just like, whatever, just put it in there. And then it avalanches out each time. Those are the two things I need to see to see if they're qualified. But they've got to take organization classes on organization from Correct. an organization to be certified to do so. Correct. Fair enough. Isn't that crazy? I, I honestly didn't know it was a thing. I Googled it yesterday, and I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's something like, 40, 44 to 52,000 a year. I was like, I don't think half bad. You're kind of into it. I mean, it might be a way to go. Yeah. Just saying. Like, I know. Like, I was a little snarky about it. And to the point, like, you could buckle down and do something. Yeah. You give someone manage it for you. And if you're planning for a zombie apocalypse or any kind of apocalypse, oh, maybe my friend was right. Well, there you go. I had no idea. Um, New, I, I don't think it's not new, but I feel like it's just caught on more and more is the idea of experience gifts. So you don't get something if you if you're someone who has a lot of stuff or you don't know what to ask for. The idea of an experience and then the longer lasting memory versus something you may throw away in just a couple of years. The problem for me, at least, and I, I feel like it's not just me, is that when I think of experience gifts, because of the way they've been presented to me, I just think of like you think of big things like concerts and travel. And so I was trying to trying to figure out. What is a cheaper way to do an experience gift? Talking about uh, finding cheap experience gifts. I always, I always just picture travel. 
AJ McCall for the Automatrix Group debate at eight on VFX. AJ flies solo. All takes a little bit of snow, and uh, one <laughs> group of 61 people in England got quite the experience. I don't think they would call it gift. As the snowstorm stranded them in a pub in England for a few days with an Oasis cover band, which I don't know. I, I think Oasis is great. I don't know that, this, but the cover band you'd be like, all right. So after like day one, where everybody's like, like playing, like, oh, we're gonna keep the, we're gonna keep it light and whatever. After like day two, we're like, no, we're done. All right, no more, none of this. So they they uh, uh, obviously are doing all right. <laughs> the thing that always worries me, and I think it's it's may, maybe maybe over portrayed in movies is like how many days in the pub's got to have at least a, f- a few food options but how many days in before someone's like all right we're gonna have to talk uh, we're gonna have to talk about eating someone uh, like we don't know how long we're gonna be in here this is an awkward conversation but we're gonna have to have this conversation anyway also if you're the pub owner at what point do you transition from charging patrons to helping out your fellow trapped people because like he could justify it, right? In this digital age, snowed in doesn't mean anything's down. They could still have power. He could still run the cards through the machine. So, you know, people are on the clock. Though the question is, if you start charging them, then don't you have to pay the staff that makes it if it's not you because you're making money off them, so you charge a whole other thing. But, you know, it's always interesting because um, we're talking about the experience gifts, and all of a sudden the story comes up, and you got 61 people stranded in a pub in England with a cover band because of a snowstorm. And you're like, well, in the moment, you gotta cake, you gotta stay calm, you gotta you gotta not freak out. Afterwards, that's a great story. Hopefully, like there's probably a couple of things to deal with. I'm not trying to make light of it, but it's just really interesting because 61 people is a lot of people. How like the you know here in Utah. I feel like when you talk about snow, there's there's some proud moments in history. I haven't, I haven't experienced a ton of them, obviously, because I'm still newish here. A lot of proud moments in snow here, like the stuff that's been braved and the weather we've dealt with. 61 people get snow in England. Like how much snow do they have to be to be stuck in a pub? 61 people couldn't figure out a way to get out for a couple of days. That is crazy. I think it's ironic as well talking about the apocalypse stuff. Like, I want to build an apocalypse kit because it doesn't matter what I put in the back of my car. It doesn't matter what I put in my basement to store for that situation. I'm going out and about, and all of a sudden, snows. SOL. I'm stuck. I'm so stuck and have nothing, nothing I could do to make a change there. Could you handle being snowed in? Like, call it two days. Two days in a place that I think fairly well stocked on food. By all means, comfortable. There's no like immediate danger as long as you take care of yourself. Could you handle it? Is the experience you'd like to try, like an extreme camping experience? In a true wildlife scenario, I have no skills whatsoever. I'm not making it. Like maybe a day. Maybe a day. That, I might give it a shot. I might give it a shot. That is not an excuse for someone to kidnap me and lock me in a room for a cheap experience gift that I have nothing to pay for. Like Not that. Definitely not that. I'm trying to think of where the best place to be would be snowed in. And obviously, I feel like a restaurant would be solid. There's going to be a lot of lines in terms of like water, electricity, yeah. Yeah. food storage of some sort. Probably. Best case scenario for, quote, extreme camping. Uh, actually, we're going to talk about this as well. There's something else I want to get into a little bit later now that McCall's here. So we're going to talk about those 61 that got snowed in the pub coming up. Uh-huh. Of course, such a nuts story. But... We're not unfamiliar with crazy stories, of course, on VFX because we play Florida Not.
So nice having a callback because I had to tell you, so like when you read the criminal stories, like it says right in the beginning, yep. like for instance, yesterday there was a dude who had the face tattoo that flipped his minivan. It was like a Chicago man. And each time I have to tell myself, don't say Chicago. A, don't say a Chicago. guy. Don't say Chicago. A uh, blank man. A blank man. <laughs> I'm glad that McCall's back to do Florida. Not AJ McCall at VFX three headlines, please. Okay. We got headline number one, 64 year old guy was at the beach and got told that the restrooms were closed. So he obviously whipped out a machete. What? What? I might like, I know we've had listeners that have commented that they have some, like we had a handful. Mm-hmm. Like what is with the abundance of a she- machetes? A machetes. A machetes. Machetes. <laughs> got a machetes. They're like five bucks at Smith and Edwards. So they're they really one, that cheap? I don't know. Probably they used to be inflation, so maybe they're like twenty now. But there's story okay. one. Stay correct. That's pretty cheap for a machete. Yeah. Then we got story number two. Some guy claimed the big snake invited him over to his neighbor's house. He did not. <laughs> the big snake said you should not be over here. The snake from the Bible or the one from the Jungle Book? Yes. Yes. Uh, I'm not really sure which one. And then we got story three. Some guy got caught speeding and tried to distract the cops by calling 911 to report a gas station robbery across town. Hate to break it to you, but they can track your phone. Uh, well, on on top of that, again, they're not going to like, oh, well, that's more important. I guess we got to let this guy go. There, there's a couple of cops correct. in most places. So, correct. like, they'll pursue you while other cops will show up. Yep. <laughs> so, there you go. Three crazy stories. Grand Theft Auto rules. You got to go. We got to go handle that. Oh, gosh. Machete probably ought to be part of my apocalypse kit, don't you think? Yeah. I mean, you know, just besides the obvious, it seems like it's a pretty useful tool. McCall did try to convince me to take a hatchet across international lines when I went up to Canada a couple years ago. I did. AJ McCall on VFX. Vern, there's no reason to uh, to dilly-dally. You're a Florida not veteran. I'm sure you've already got a read on which story you like. Actually, I don't. Oh. oh, okay. Overconfidence. Hello, my name is AJ. Well, uh, luckily I'm on your team here. Let's hear the full stories. Okay, so we got story number one. 64-year-old guy was at the beach, and he was told the restrooms were closed. So he was like, all right, I'm pulling out a machete. And he did. And he threatened the employees. Um, he started yelling at them. He said it was a 12-inch machete before waving it around and threatening the employees. So he got arrested for disorderly conduct. Bond was set at 250 So... I mean, hello, easy overcompensation joke. But can you imagine this like going to well, Willow Park, right? To, who, who takes a machete to the beach? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a good question, too. Where like, wh- What it? do you really think you're going to encounter? Yeah. <laughs> also a good question. So many good questions. You know, run into a shark. But the other thing is, can you imagine this like going to Willow Park, right? Because they close those bathrooms. They're probably closed right now. They go, And then you're like, what? Bathrooms are closed. And then you just take out. I just have to pull sense. out my machete. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't make Gotta any sense. Got to get it. So there's story one. Story number two, some guy got arrested for trying to break into his neighbor's house yesterday. When the cops showed up, he said, the big snake told me to do it. <laughs> he admitted to uh, doing a bunch of drugs like an hour before it happened. So there's story <laughs> the two. The snake told him to do that one too? Yeah, probably. <laughs> there's story two. And then we got story number three. Some guy was caught speeding recently. We hate that. I've been there. It's terrible. So once he got Caught speeding, he tried to distract the cops by calling 911 to report a gas station robbery across town. So <laughs> he made it on the mobile device, which, you know, tracks back to your mobile carrier. It sort of has your name and information when you call. It kind of makes sense the police could track the town. But again, it's mm-hmm. not Grand Theft Auto rules. It's not like like if I was to start a fire right now, I couldn't be like, oh, hey, heads up uh, in Smithfield, uh, somebody punching a baby or whatever. They're not going to just be like, oh, we're going to ditch oh, the fire. Oh, sorry. Then. My it bad. It doesn't work that way. So there you go. 
three crazy stories. Hey, actually, I do have a read now. What do you got, Fern? Because number one, the guy was 64 years old. Yep, age is important. Okay. And beach. And, and beach, okay. And number three, we all know older people don't speed. <laughs> they go like 45 miles an hour yeah, 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 no, no argument here. So, uh, okay. And so that's probably not Florida. And number two just seems too odd to be Florida. Okay. So let's go with what do you think, AK? I, I, I was with you. I was going to recommend, I mean, age, beach, machete. I like mm-hmm. number one. Number two to me is plausible, but I like number one as well. So usually try to get rid of one and then see if we can work our way down. So if you like one, I like one. I say we go with one. Let's go with one. McCall, we're going to go with number one. Is it the age of the machete? It is, actually. Congratulations. Cool. We've got you qualified for this Logan Lane's gift card we're giving away. Hang on the line. We'll grab some info from you, okay? Okay. Sounds good. Knowing what little you do of my family, but knowing me, if I asked, if I put a machete down on a Christmas list, what are the odds I'm getting it? Zero. <sighs> Sorry. I think that's the correct answer, I know. to be honest. I know. <laughs> flare gun, machete. I just don't think, I don't think any of those are happening. As great, oh, again, flare gun, something useful in the apocalypse. See, the list just writes itself, everybody. Yep. <laughs> Congratulations to Vern. He wins Florida Knot on VFX. Speaking of need for survival, though, hopefully when you're trapped with 61 other people in a pub, you didn't need a machete, but told you we're going to come back to the story because that happened. Mm-hmm. 61 people got snowed in mm-hmm. with a Oasis cover band. Not worth it. I think a very important place to start is, have you ever seen a cover band? No. I don't think I have I know, either. I know there are some that will make their way through like Logan every once in a while, and I've heard that they're great. AJ and McCall on VFX. Like, I'm sure some are. I, I feel like the stereotype is, right, that they're, you know, they are what they are. They're, yeah. they're talented, but they're a cover yeah. band. Yeah. So here's, here's the thing. So 61 people in England and the UK got snowed into a pub with an Oasis cover band. They were stuck in there for a couple days. Mm-hmm. All counts. Everybody okay. Question is, what would be the cover band you would want to get snowed in there with? Ugh. Nobody. I know, right? Literally it's not, nobody. Because, like, the thing is, the thing is, it, unless it's just, that, that's not even true. Because, like, I think if you, even if you had, like, a great, let's say, you love you some Garth Brooks, right? If you have a great Garth Brooks cover band, I feel like in that situation, like, you go in there, they do the thing. Maybe they're great. You're like, oh, this is great. And then you get snowed in. Everybody's like, oh, my gosh, all 61 of us are stuck in here. Maybe, maybe. There's the whole like we're gonna lighten the moon, just play some some some, some songs. But like I think that by the second day you're already like that's enough. Mm-hmm. Like no, not anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unless they taught you how to play the songs, that would be a good idea. That would be cool. But uh, just I would rather not. I would rather not. I just no. There's not. There's not anybody that I could think. Yeah, you know what? That would be a great great band to be in. In in anything, any situation with Look, McCall, at all. According to those Dutch scientists, the the perfect song, right, that you can listen to every time of the day and it totally fits is the police's every breath you take. I don't care. Therefore, I hate it. obviously, the cover band you need is synchronicity from the office because they're police cover band. No, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. Like... Oasis is okay. Uh, they're, yeah, they're super popular in the UK, obviously, so it, I mean, it totally tracks. I guess, but yeah, it's just, I wouldn't even sit down and say maybe about it. Oh, jeez. I wouldn't. Come on. Look, yes, I'm, I'm with you. There's like, they have like three songs. Yeah. 
And then you're like, so the, the even the set list, like on the the day I was there, if I went there to see it, I'm like, yeah, pass. <laughs> see, now you're gonna be stuck in there a couple days, sixty one days with sixty one people. McCall probably right. I don't know that there's an answer. We're like, yeah, do it again. Yeah, because you'd probably beat that guy up to be honest. You'd be like, all right, shut him up. <laughs> We're gonna shut him up for you. Yep. Tell his party that. Whew, rough. Okay, speaking of survival, there is an Airbnb that has come on the market at just the right time because it is the Christmas season and it's featured in a Christmas movie, which we will get to. But the question is, will it have the opportunity to defend it against burglars? Because if not, I feel like you're kind of missing out on the experience. Mm. It's one of those cases where the Airbnb also needs to be a locked-in room. Did I want to stay in the McAllister home growing up from home alone? Yes. You're darn right I did. I wanted to live there. Well, it's available what? at Airbnb. Oh. It is available for one night only, of course. Right. It's for four $5, people. $5,000. It's going to cost $25. What? And booking opens today. Yesterday, excuse me. Oh, so it's probably already done. Uh, But, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. So the thing that bugs me about it is that it doesn't say anywhere in there. You get a Lego set, but it doesn't say anywhere in there. That you get to defend the home from Joe Pesci and whatever the other guy's name is that plays Marv. And that's just not right. But, like, do you want to? Yes. Oh, man, but that's such an elaborate plan. Like, I feel like that's so much work. I don't go to an Airbnb for work. I I, go to an Airbnb (laughs) to take a nap. Take a long nap. I agree. I agree. But, like, it should be... It should be almost be like the locked-in room. Like, it's not like the house isn't big enough. Yeah. But people still live there. That's why it's airbnb Then you got damages. Create a set. Do it elsewhere. Okay, fine. Somewhere nearby, you need to be able to do it. Like, it's just not the Like, because it's not the same experience as to sleep in it. Did I want to live there? Yes. But also part of it is you want to defend the home from Joe Pesci and whatever Marv's name is. That guy. That guy. That guy. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry to him. I'm sure he's... He's probably he's, listening right now and is really offended. I'm sure he's been in other movies. Oh, yeah. I just don't know any of the other ones. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll just say. He's going to fight you now. He really is. Well, good thing I'm going to Airbnb it. And I'm going to be in the McAllister house and it'll be great. Look. I Like, I. Uh, it's nice that it's $25. Yeah, the donation actually goes to uh, the Children's Hospital. That's the, great. The, the Laribida Children's Hospital. Nice. But, like, I have to get an airplane true. to go to Chicago. But no when, travel, when travel is so expensive right now, because it's like, what, the 12th? Isn't yeah. that what you said? Yeah, December 12th. So I got 10 days. So, so if I look for prices Sunday. right now to Chicago O'Hare, this is going to be great. Prices. I'm sure SLC this is going to be reasonable. Too. I bought a Christmas ticket home, so... Oh man, this house just look. I, I oh, watched part crap. of this Click movie last night. Not what I wanted. See, if I wanted to go January, no, thank you. We got to go back a month. How do I go back a month? This is taking forever. So you this get is way too long you for get the bit. Pizza, microwave. You get candlelit dinner of microwavable craft macaroni and cheese. Of course, mm. you get to watch the movie. Yeah. Well, why wouldn't you? Obviously. So the twelfth, you'd probably fly back on the thirteenth. Because you'd have to. You can fly Frontier for 185 That's actually not that bad. I'd rather chop off my own arm I than don't fly disagree Frontier. With that. It's a 12-hour-plus it's a flight. 
for 185. So Dang. you you would be you would be on the airplane for longer than you'd be in the house. <laughs> or you can go Delta for 550. But it's only $25. This is the this is the kind of math that got me in trouble financially. That's true. I don't like this. I just want to defend the house from Joe Pesci and the other guy. Let's set something up for you at your house, AJ. People storming in my... I, I got bad news for you. I live on one floor with four rooms. There's not a whole lot of ground to seed there if I'm defending my home. Well, <laughs> not, you try. It's not going to go well. Make it a movie. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Uh, there's often times, I think, where we talk about how you would wish that you had the ability to maybe just maybe go back and pass to give yourself a little bit of advice and make things maybe a little bit smoother or to stop yourself from being just an absolute tool yeah. growing up. Yeah. Okay, what if you get to call on past or future to give yourself advice? Ooh. Which way are you going to go? That is what we'll figure out. We save Would You Rather Wednesday for McCall coming back. I know, I know. AJ and McCall, why would you ever even give us the option of taking advice from our younger self, especially since you're both like, ah, young me was so dumb. AJ McCall at VFX, but, 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 maybe the advice you really need to hear is like, bro, like, right? Because there's no denying that we, there's no denying that we don't lose a little of something as we grow up that everyone longingly wishes they could have back. Whatever it is, an innocence, uh, an ability to not be cynical, whatever that may be. There's something there. Yeah. But. That's for you to decide. Saving Would You Rather Wednesday for when McCall got back. So welcome to Would You Rather Thursday. Thank you. Would you rather get advice from 15-year-old you or 115-year-old you? Well, 115-year-old me is dead, so. Yeah, I, I, I figured you might go that way. But, you know, medical science, science and whatnot. And, yeah, okay, yeah. whatever. Great. Because if you're going to go that route, then we also get to be like, all right, well, what are the mental faculties of 115-year-old me? That's, yeah. Has science got it, so I'm still, like, I'm still with it? Probs or am not. I kind of out of it? Probs that. <laughs> then you're like, okay, what advice can I get from 115-year-old me? Because I feel like the advice that 115-year-old me would give is, like, make sure to, you know, take advantage of every day. And that's great advice. That's advice that I'm sure I would be like, wow, thanks. Changing question now. What would McCall's 115-year-old self have to say for her to turn around and swing on herself? Dude. Oh, great. <laughs> Remember that one time that you racked up all your credit cards? That's what she would say, and I'd be like, okay. I came here great. for advice, and when did this become a roast session? I don't want this. Where's Pete Davidson to come and roast me for this? Oh, playing my lowest hits? That's ridiculous, me. Yes. That's... Am I allowed to ask 115-year-old me, like, the best piece of advice and then a question and ask how you made it to 115-year-old? Like, is it? tell me, it was it Dr. Pepper again? I just need to know. I'm sure it's Dr. Pepper. Was it Dr. It's Pepper It's literally again? always Dr. Pepper. I don't know why. It's never broccoli. It's, it's either Dr. Pepper or bourbon. It usually is. Like, yeah. and cigars. Yep. For some reason. It usually feels like it's a soda or a whiskey. Yeah. One of those two things. It's always a drink, it feels like. Right. But it's never like, oh, I woke up every day and jogged a mile and then came home and ate a handful of baby carrots. It's never that. <laughs> Those people don't live to be 115. I mean, maybe they do. I don't know. They just don't get news stories written about them. <laughs> oh, that it's was busier news. It's busier news days. <laughs> like, <laughs> Okay, so back to the question on hand. Okay. Would you rather get advice from 15-year-old you who conveniently enough probably also said, hey, look, every day, Red Bull. Dude, or, it's okay. <laughs> 
150-year-old you. It was called Red Mountain Dew. It wasn't Red Bull at that point in time. Jolt for me, which has been removed from the market, so that's all you need to know. Currently, currently it's Red Bull. It's Red Bull every day. Um, 15-year-old me would not have advice that was a viable option for my life now. I would... I would be grateful for her advice, but then I would be like, you know nothing, kid. Like, you know nothing. I'm grateful for you and the life that you're living and the life that leads us to this this place. Not going to help. 115-year-old me, probably going to be not with it, and it would just be a more enjoyable conversation. <laughs> yeah, I was going to – I'm with you. <laughs> just saying. So I'm with you every step of the way. And then I would like to add in, also, it's probably a good idea for me not to be a jerk to 15-year-old me who gives me whatever their tempted advice is. And I go, listen here, you idiot. Yeah. And then they go, man, then they leave away like, man, that was me. Man, what a douchebag. Wow, I'm the worst person ever. <laughs> See, and that's, I, I would I would be cautious with that. But I, my life from the time that I was 15 to the time that I am now, shocker, 100% different. <laughs> the time that I am now. Yeah, the time that I am now. 100% different. I'm a totally different human being. And that's great. I'm grateful for the growth. And I'm grateful for the changing and the ad- adaptation. Just just give me the high sign. Would you tell 15-year-old you if you could relay something back? Just just cut out the energy drinks just a little bit. Just no. a little bit. Not at all. I would not. Not a single. Hey, keep it going. Here's what, I would, here's, them. here's what I would tell 15-year-old me. Hey, you drinking the energy drinks and feeling like you need to do that? That's you trying to cope and figure out how to deal with your brain functioning at the brain function it's functioning. Okay. Well, McCall, I, I asked if you were going to cut back, not give your 15-year-old self reason to double down on energy drinks. You're like, whoa, this is heavy. And then go back to the monster or Red Bull, whatever. It's Red Mon- Bull. It was monster for me. I, I, had, I did the white monster. Yeah, but the zero sugar one. That was my favorite thing. Those energy drinks came out and teenagers everywhere were like, say less. And then Dude, we were into yeah. it. <laughs> I was like, sugar free, done. No, I love. Yeah. They used to sell. Ugh. I don't know if they do anymore. Probably not because it's probably illegal. Because I think it said on the can, like, you can only consume so much. So Monsters, right, used to come in. They were bigger than Red Bulls. Yeah. And then they used to have like the, the Giant secure one. flashlight, like knock someone out with yeah. this size bottle. And yeah. we'd be like, bet. That's it. That's what I want. <laughs> No, 100%. Current, currently, my vice is the coconut berry Red Bull. Oh, man. Dude, so good. Okay, so obviously, we're going to take advice from 115-year-old us. Count on maybe something useful. At least the conversation could be more enjoyable. Definitely less, slightly less frustrating. Um, but you decide for yourself for the uh, Thermo Fisher poll of the day. Would you rather take advice from 15-year-old you or 115-year-old you? Utah's VFX on our Instagram story to vote for that as it goes up now for the poll of the day. Speaking of ruining lives. Oh, good. Someone posted on Facebook the other day, and I thought, oh, I should get in on this. And I was like, "Ah, I don't feel like having a Facebook argument today. Online shopping is, quote, ruining the the Thanksgiving, the holiday season. (laughs) Online shopping is. No. And it's not for the reason you think, I think. Mm. (laughs) Online shopping is ruining the holiday season. What is your guess as to why this Facebook rant got started, McCall? Oh, I'm going to assume it's probably um, because then uh, people buy things whenever they want to, like me. AJ McCall at VFX. Good guess. I don't think entirely wrong. Not the, the crux of this argument, though. The argument was that online shopping ruins the holiday season because it becomes so much more difficult to surprise whoever you're shopping for. 
Now I thought, okay, so like you're talking about like you have a shared account. So like for instance, uh, not me, definitely not me, Amazon. Of course, but someone not. I know shares their Amazon Prime with right. several people. Right, not you. <laughs> and they use it for holiday shopping. And so like if you really wanted to. You could go look at the hey my recent History. orders yeah, yeah for sure. and, and if it was for you you'd have I don't know if you know for sure but then you could probably guess like what's for what right no their argument was is that uh, it's not just that because if you get it from special retailers or even not in an Amazon box you do online shopping it shows up and says what it is and so unless you just happen to be the one that finds the mail that day and you can stash it, it becomes that much harder to have us to keep a surprise. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the example they use is they ordered, I wanted, it was a dollhouse, I guess. And I don't know what company it came from that gives away that it was a dollhouse. But it was mailed, and it was on the porch, and their four-year-old son saw it, and it was for their daughter. And they had to, quote, gaslight their four-year-old son oh. to get him to shut up so he didn't ruin the surprise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was like... The nuances to this make it so, like, I don't feel like you could technically argue because, yeah, in that situation, yeah, it kind of stinks because the, the, the magic's gone. I feel you. Well, I, I ordered something special for Ashley. It's from a special website. It's going to be kind of, I feel pretty obvious if she sees the box. She'll know. What it is. <laughs> but at the same time, like, if it's in a box, unless they got x-ray powers I didn't hear about, oh, well. If you do the option for, like, gift option. Right. I know it gives you like a gift receipt, but does that put it in more of a discreet box? I don't think so. Oh, well, that's stupid. You could pay to have it wrapped sometimes. Well, yeah, but... But then you're like, well, one, am I going to pay the extra? Two... Get a P.O. box. Is the rest. Just get over it. Go get a P.O. box. <laughs> There's your advice. Shut up. I'm going to tell you right now, as somebody who has a P.O. box, it doesn't always work, but... Sometimes things still get delivered on your on your front porch. <laughs> I had t- I the argue I was talking yesterday about this. There's these ladies that have gone viral because they've been deemed reverse porch pilot pirates because they ring the doorbell and they they just basically take your package and and bother you until you take it so it can't get stolen. So I live in a triplex and all of our packages get put on my porch because mine and my upstairs neighbors are there. And then because I have a second door, everyone assumes that's my neighbor. Right. So all three packages get put there. And I'm like, can you put a bigger bullseye on this porch right now? <laughs> like Tuesday, there were three different packages for all one for each house. And I was like, guys. <laughs> so close. I got to put down a mat or something so you can at least pretend to hide Right. It. Please put them underneath this. <laughs> um. Okay, I've got one for you. Okay. I don't know if you do this, but I feel like this is something that would make me slightly weird because I do this. A mutual friend of ours had a, a kid recently. Yes. And I guess uh, one of the things that she was she posted on uh, social media was that one of the things she didn't expect was to go through so many batteries. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you knew this or not, but there's a... I'm going to call it an old wives' tale because I don't know that it technically works, but there's an old wives' tale how to extend the life of your batteries. I can't wait for this because I already know it. Okay, so McCall says that she knows what the hack is to make batteries last longer. I do. So what is it? The fridge. It is correct. Thank you. Ding, ding. That is the, I'm going to call it a wives' tale because I don't know that it actually does or not. I feel, I in think my experience, it, it feels like it did. Yeah. But I don't want to be the one going out there being like, put batteries in the fridge. And all of a sudden, somebody's fridge explodes. And they're like, AJ said to do it. It wouldn't do that unless it got hot. And if that is the case, then you just ruined your milk. <laughs> 
PJ and McCall on VFX. All of your butter so, is melted. This whole thing started because a mutual friend of ours had a, a baby recently, and right. she said one of the things that she didn't expect and nobody prepared her for was the amount of battery she was going to go through. Yes. Apparently, over the holidays, she got into a discussion about it, and I, I'd like to picture it. Because I wasn't there. But I'd like to picture it as her going, why didn't you guys tell me I was going to need so many batteries to the family members that had kids? And, and they, they got in, like, ah. they got into one of those ridiculous arguments that was sure. like way too serious. And I get to laugh about it. Long story short, somebody said, well, put them in the fridge. They'll, they'll last longer. And she, again, was without that information. So apparently her family tells her nothing useful. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. So then she, of course, brought it to social media and said, is this a thing? So McCall knows what it is. Yes. Therefore, that confirms it's a thing because I also know what it is. And I say, yay. The thing is, though, how many disposable batteries do you really buy anymore in the age of rechargeables? Mm, A decent amount. Still? Yeah. I mean, we go through a decent amount of batteries with stuff. Okay. Like, you know, tools. (laughs) AJ. Fair. Fair. Fair burn on my part. That's fair. So anyway, we have... I. I ordered this thing because we go through a decent amount of batteries and we have a decent amount of batteries on hand because, you know, smoke detectors, AJ, mm, pass. They, they require mm, those. No, pass. So we have. Okay. Now, who do you buy like one nine volt a year? That's it. Well, I, I had a couple of them that went out, remember? And so oh, I right. ended up buying. Yeah, that's right. Having, it was like. I, I got four rooms to protect. One smoke detector out of cover. <laughs> yeah. We have like 10. So as, as we're, I'm buying these batteries, I was like, you know what? I am not. I will not have the issue arise in the middle of the night where my smoke detector starts chirping at me because I will get up and I will change it. So I bought on stock a couple of, not a ton. I mean, I think I have like five so that in case all five of them go out, then, you know, problem solved. So fair. I bought this new thing called a battery daddy because Dustin was like, look, we need a, we need a organizer for our batteries. And I was like, that's a great idea. I love that. So I ordered it off of Amazon and then I ended up, putting them all where they need to go. And Dustin was like, we should put this in the fridge. And I said no, because it would take up too much room. <laughs> so what I'm hearing is McCall for Christmas would like a mini fridge specifically for her batteries. Yeah, we That's could do batteries hearing. and drinks. <laughs> what do you want? Soda, battery acid? What are you feeling? <laughs> which, can, which can I interest you in? A little bit of wolf? Keita okay. long life? Keita calling it quits early. What do you want? Um, you know, I, actually, now that you say that, I think I think we're supposed to go to the store this weekend. If I remember, get batteries. I may get a nine volt. Hey, I I'll may. text you. I may get one. Probably be a good idea to have my smoke detector work. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> if it's all wise, tell McCall says yes. I say yes. Yeah. Batteries in the fridge. Perfect. Copacetic. Which would be worse as we are going to possibly break up some relationships going into the debated eight? Eating roadkill or not having a proposal taken seriously? Oh, yikes. Been a minute since we broke up some relationships. Not that that's the intent of the AJ and McCall show on VFX. Of course not. It's the Automatrix Group debate today. Try this one on for size. AJ and McCall. I grew up in uh, Miami. I went to college. I lived there forever. Now, since I moved to Utah, I'm dating a girl from a, well, let's just say a different different way of life. And Um, that's taking some uh, adjustment. Yeah. So growing up, I loved... uh, I loved Cuban cuisine. She, hunting, fishing, that was her thing. She's a true country girl. Okay. So it's been a cool adjustment for me to get to try all these new things. Well, the other day she made this delicious stew, Mm. and I enjoyed it, and I asked her what was in it. And that was the wrong thing to do, because apparently what had happened 
was that someone had hit a deer with their car. Nope. The neighbor found it. Nope. Harvested it. Nope. Then started handing it out. Nope. So my girlfriend served me roadkill stew. Nope. I was not happy and have been worried about getting sick. Luckily, I haven't. But now I'm wondering if we are just too different for one another. Also, does everyone from the country eat roadkill? No. <laughs> As somebody who lives in the country, no. I, it depends on where you live. I don't even know if that's like a legal thing in Utah. So you may be getting her arrested. <laughs> I think what? it's I think it's legal in Idaho, but I don't know. Maybe they're over the border then. Uh, what what should I do? Would you be as upset as I am? I mean, yeah, I'd be like bummed about it. <laughs> Thank goodness you didn't get sick. There's a, Jeff Foxworthy had a great bit because his wife is Cajun, and he said, "I learned a long time ago that Cajun food is some of the best food in the world as long as you don't ask what's in it." Yeah. And so to answer your question, would I be upset if I had found out? Probably mm-hmm. because it's not something that I've ever contemplated. I would not drive by the road and be like, oh my gosh, that deer score dinner. No. Not not on the to-do list. Not con- going to consider whatsoever. That being said, I feel like that's a healthy boundary you can set up. Be like, okay, so heads up, <laughs> I don't want to eat roadkill. Yes. I feel like no one's going to be like... Okay, I can't work with this. Wow, I'm shocked. This is the worst thing ever. Unreasonable. Yeah. Unreasonable. Yeah. Now, if you want to attack the instincts as to why she chose to do so, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, call, because I don't exist in this realm of the world whatsoever, but (laughs) I'm sure there are people who can examine whether it's good or not, and, you know, hunting and fishing, the idea is not to be wasteful, right? Yes. You want to get into a little bit of, uh, I don't know, holistic beliefs, something mm. along those lines. Sure. But are, would anybody else be mad that you served roadkill? Probably. Mm-hmm. I think everybody would be upset about that. Mm-hmm. Also still think it's a healthy boundary that you can have a conversation about and be like, hey, heads up. Please don't do this. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> Deers, I'll, I'll eat deer. It's great. Not off the side of the road, please. Mm-mm. Please and thank you. Yes. So roadkill stew, worse than a proposal that seemingly has not been taken seriously. Mm. Uh, funny enough, a friend of a friend just recently proposed to her fella. Okay. And I had a whole long conversation about this. But we'll get to the listener's dilemma because they decided that they met the person they loved and they wanted to be with them. So when you propose and they laugh and say, yay us, how do you deal with that? I don't know. No one is saying that you can't propose to your significant other one way, the other, left, right, center, whichever way you go. But before we even get into this, I think it would be wise to know how each other feels about the way it should go. Yeah. In terms of expectations, AJ McCall for the Automatrix Group debate a date because we got this message. I've been with my boyfriend fiance for about four years. Did the unconventional thing last year and I proposed to my boyfriend. We've been talking about marriage for a year or so, leading up to mustering up the courage to go to a jeweler, find a nice ring, and uh, while on a romantic date, ask my boyfriend to marry me. I got down on my knee and everything, and he said yes, but he kind of laughed when he said it, and he, and, and while it's been almost a year since then, nothing. No planning, no save the date, no movement. Every time I bring it up to him and want to start planning it, he says we will, but he wants to make sure we, quote, do it right. Plus, just about every day I ask him to wear his engagement ring. I don't think he thinks our engagement is, quote, real because I asked him. Mm-hmm. I even asked him that very question. He insists he knows our engagement is real, but he goes back to insisting he wants to, quote, do it right. What the heck does that mean? It means he's stuck in tradition. 
So I feel like I'm stuck waiting. Yes, you are. Like it's only real when he proposes, and I'm starting to feel like this is actually the beginning of the end. What do I do? Um, what if you just tell him that? <laughs> here's here's a here's a novel idea. What if you just communicate? What if what if you have this open conversation and you have like a moderator there because it's like dangerous to just you know get into this all of the nitty gritty of things. But I I, I feel like I understand where her frustration is coming from in this situation because yeah that's frustrating you know I want to do it right okay who's right who's standard who's the one that's going to be making the decision who's to who's to decide what's right and wrong society you it's your relationship the the thing that so as a fella I, I and I said I ironically enough a friend of a friend uh actually just proposed to her boyfriend and they got engaged and congratulations, yay them. Um, but she, same thing, but obviously didn't have this kind of response. We got into a conversation about it because I have made it clear to Ashley that I would like to propose and not vice versa. Right. So hope, I don't know, did you have the conversation, I guess, ahead of time? That's why I said, you know, the expectations. Yes. But the, the biggest red flag, I think, would be on top of what McCall said. Like, so if you guys were talking about marriage, you propose, he said, quote, I know it's real. And then he hasn't moved on it in a year. If he really wanted to propose, like... He would have done it. Yeah, right? I think it's just too sore right now. I... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I... Mm-hmm. Like, like, so if he wants to do it his way or whatever, great. Do it. And I'm not saying, like, you have to do it the next day or whatever, but I feel like over the course of a year, even the past year that we've had, there's been ample opportunity to figure something out, right? Yeah. Like, without knowing all the nitty-gritty details of finance and all that stuff or whatever. But I feel like a year is enough time for him to, if do it right means he just wants to propose to make it, like, super official. He's had time to do it! Yeah. So, yeah. I, beginning of the end, it seems a little bit rough when you decided to propose to him, and it's, it sucks. But Homeboy is beyond dragging his feet. I don't know what's worse than dragging your feet. Like, wearing cement shoes on this one. Yeah. Ugh, that's tough. Um, propose again. Yeah, do it again. What's double. He, what's he gonna do? Say no. Double down on it. If he says no, then you know that the answer was yeah. He's he doesn't want to. Oh, feel for you. I hope that. Uh, yeah, but yeah, talk to him about that and tell him to have his moment. Then find your moment. You want to be with him, obviously. So make it happen. Yeah. So. This week, a common theme besides apocalypse planning, which has been tied into the fact that I can't figure out what to ask for for Christmas and my family keeps bothering me. Ironically enough, the internet does that weird thing where all of a sudden it's like, hey, by the way, you were talking about this and I just happen to have this. Strange. It was the number one, the title of the article is the number one Christmas gift for the person who has everything. Nice. Now, I wouldn't define myself as everything, but it seems to be applicable to the situation, right? Can't figure out what to ask for, so this is supposed to be the number one option. It is 100% incorrect. There's been some really good options for the person who's just so difficult to shop for on the AJ McCall show this week on VFX. Cash. Uh, (laughs) Cash will always be number one. Helping them start their apocalypse survival kit. Yeah. Practical. Yeah. Uh, A machete. Yeah. Came up this morning. Uh, I I don't know if I would call it practical, but an option. Well, uh, conveniently, because the internet loves doing this, we talk about something, the internet goes, hey, by the way, just completely unrelated, but I found this, and I'm going to put this in front of you, even though you've been talking about it all week. Super weird, right? Yeah. And the title was, the number one gift to give the person who has everything, i.e. the person you have difficult shopping for. 
The top three responses included holiday gift baskets, gift cards, which we've talked, gift cards and cash, same thing. And number one, chocolate. Yeah, okay. No, you were supposed to be on my side because I know you're not the big, you're not the biggest sweets eater. You're supposed to be like, no, this is wrong. I'm not the biggest sweets eater, but like if somebody gives me chocolate, I'm going to eat it. (sighs) I will. just, Just like, look. Have I have I eaten chocolate before? Of course. I'm what? I'm, I'm normal. Oh my gosh! AJ <laughs> ate know, chocolate right? before. Hot take. Uh, <laughs> do I like gourmet chocolate? Yes, I will eat it. Is it the, the best thing to do? Like, if you can't figure out, you just give so much chocolate. No. Why not though? <laughs> because like chocolate is like pizza. I'm sure there's a difference, and maybe, maybe my taste buds are sophisticated enough to tell a difference between like a hundred dollar piece of chocolate and like whatever I go buy out of the gas station right now. I'm sure there's probably a difference, and I could probably taste it. But also, it's just kind of it's chocolate. I mean, yes, but like, I'm not saying I'm gonna go out and buy gourmet chocolate for anybody. Oh, I wouldn't either. I'll go buy Hershey's if, if chocolate bars for, me, yeah. for everybody. <laughs> like that will be my that will be my gift. Chocolate, it shouldn't be chocolate because the best form of chocolate, if you're going to give chocolate for the holidays, it needs to be chocolate on something. Why? Because it's better. Chocolate on $20. Got it. <laughs> I suppose you could go that way. I was thinking like chocolate covered peanuts or chocolate covered pre- Don't you shake your head at that. That will not be tolerated. I'm going to shake my head real hard. That will not be tolerated. Felt weird. <laughs> Buckeyes, which I don't know what they're called here. What, what was the peanut butter? Th- what do you, What did you say they were called here? Peanut butter bars? Chocolate, is that what they were? I don't know. They, like, I don't they, know what you're talking about. Peanut butter balls? I, I would guess that's what they are. But at home, they call them Buckeyes. They make like peanut butter. I don't think it's fudge, but fudge basically. It's the same consistency. And yeah. then you cover them in chocolate. I think we just do them in bars. Okay, fine. And then you put chocolate Acceptable. on top. Acceptable. Yeah. We I call them Buckeyes just... at home because we're weird. Just like we call it puppy chow, but here it's... Why would you put it's Chex Mix? No, it's, it's Muddy the- Buddies. Sorry, whatever. I'm I'm baffled because I'm trying to understand why. Why wouldn't AJ like? Look, I like your gift, but I wish you'd make it more complicated. Can you please put it on it's, top of something else? This is better. stupid. It's better. Yeah, but what if you're allergic to peanuts? What if I don't like suck. peanut butter because it tastes like metal now? You also suck. I can't do anything about it, okay? This is just what it is. If you just give me chocolate, then it's fine. Then it's like, oh, okay, my, great. My whole premise is chocolate should not be the number one answer. And if you're going to give me chocolate, it should be on something else. Oh. I'm going to give you nothing. Well, that, I mean, that was already agreed upon. Yeah, that, it was agreed the, the upon cynicism, a couple years yeah, ago. The cynicism of setting in a gift giving has set in hard, and it's great. Yeah. Let me tell you, it's yeah. awesome. It's nice. <sighs> um, <laughs> chocolate on badly parked cars. Uh, mm. Not not the holiday w- wish that anybody hoped would come true. However, it's where we're at, except minus the chocolate. Yes. And we're not encouraging that, by the way. I can get that get out in front of that right Mm-mm-mm. now. Please, they're None- crunchy. <laughs> Nonetheless, we are uh, going to work our way down to the best of the worst. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like during the holiday season with us doing uh, Park Narcs tournament that we started last year, and of course the lousy weather and the busyness of trying to get all the holiday shopping and stuff done, but parking is worse now than it is any other time of the year? No. AJ McCall at VFX. Why not? Um, because as the my vision would prove <laughs> that I have gone many a place for holiday shopping. Right. I hate it, by the way. Fair. And I seem to believe that everybody has been piled in quite tightly. And so double parking is not really that big of a thing. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know if it's out of convenience. I don't know if it's out of, oh, hey, I can't double park because everybody's jam-packed in here like sardines. I'm not sure. Okay, fair enough. Uh, just because the tournament's going on and we've taken a, a break as we find the worst, the best of the worst for 2021's Park Narcs does not mean that you cannot submit yeah. for Park Narcs in 2022, so please do so. If you see terrible parking, take a picture and send it to Utah's VFX on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. All of those will work. Uh, but the field has been compiled. I can tell you that. We have all of the nominees that are going to be dwindled down into a top three, top three of 2021 in terms of who is the worst, who is the most annoying, who is the most obnoxious. So please find us on uh, Instagram, especially Utah's VFX, but Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Utah's VFX, because starting on Monday, the tournament begins and we work our way down to find out who is the worst Parker of 2021. Also, huge thank you, not to you people that park like jerks, even though we wouldn't have it if it wasn't for you, because you're jerks. Yeah. But for those that take the pictures, that submit them, thank you so much. Park Nurse wouldn't be possible without you. The Valley would be a not as good place without you. It's true. Flipping through them, I guess spoilers, but flipping through the uh, field yet again as we went through and sorted them all out, I got to tell you, the one that parked ironically in front of a certain building that parking correctly is probably part of something you need to know. Yeah. I think I decided as my early favorite. Yeah. It's a good one. That one's a really good one. I had to have one to quote cheer for. Yep. And I think I'm going to go with that one. VFX's Facebook roulette. If your friends, AJ Knight, McCall Taylor with us on Facebook, then you have a chance to end up on the VFX Facebook page. It is that simple. So McCall, what do you got? Well, I landed on uh, Trey Kennedy's post who I love. I love Trey Kennedy. It's a video that says every mom when company's coming over. Did a bomb go off in here? I said, run the vacuum. Run it. <laughs> it's true. It's a whole video. It's How long whole- is this? This is four minutes and two seconds long. Uh, I landed on my friend Patrick, and Patrick shared a picture of a sad-looking T-Rex looking out a window. It says, some days I just feel like a Tyrannosaurus wreck. W-R-E-C-K. Oh, you can win. <laughs> Make sure you're friends with AJ Knight, McCall Taylor, the AJ Knight, the McCall Taylor across all social media. Listen very closely. Also need you to find Utah's VFX so you can vote for the Park Narcs tournament, which is starting on Monday. Mm-hmm. And AJ and McCall, if you're so inclined, combined. Podcast, social media works all across the board. Please and thank you. Yes. Uh, also, heads up. Utah's VFX is broadcasting live this Saturday from Utah Honda dealers. They are doing uh, their uh, happy Honda days, which means a chance to save big bucks. And look, while I may doubt that people actually buy Christmas presents that are vehicles, if there's good enough savings and you can hang out with Will and find out, you know. You may as well. Treat yourself. Yeah. Tell tomorrow for the AJ McCall show. Don't do anything we wouldn't do. And thanks for listening to VFX.